Welcome to Shoot to the Top, a podcast for professional photographers with web designer and marketer Sam Holland and professional photographer with over 20 years in the industry, Marcus Armand. Hello, Marcus. How are you doing? I'm really good, Sam. Thank you very much. And how are you? Yeah, really good. Thanks, Marcus. And looking forward to this week's show. Interesting topic. So we're looking at as a photography business, should you specialize or should you generalize? Marcus, do you want to give us an introduction to what we're talking about? For sure, Sam. So I've heard it mentioned a lot, the idea of niching down, really targeting your market. So we're going to be talking about is that the right thing to do? Or should you be more of a generalist where you photograph lots of different things? So hopefully we're going to be covering that. Let's go back to you, Sam, because I think you've got the stat of the day for us. I do, Marcus. Um, So interesting stat for you today, especially for photographers, because users spend on average 5.94 seconds looking at a website's main image. So that's quite interesting, not just for photographers and their own websites, but also in terms of a really good stat to have to hand when you're selling photography to other businesses. You know, if other businesses on their websites are having that image looked at that much, if that's, you know, a fairly naff stock image that lots of other businesses are using, it's not the same as if they've got a photographer to do it for them. Sam, are you saying that they're spending six seconds at that above the fold, as it were, on that first image? Or That's it. Yep. I'm actually surprised. I thought it would be shorter than that. Yeah, that's it. I, th- I think there's quite a bit of decision time there. I think it can seem short because I think then after that, they can leave if what they see isn't right. But they are there and taking that in, taking a few moments to think about it. Yeah, that's that's a good start. That's very interesting. Thank you, Sam. Cool. Right, Mark. Okay, let's talk to us a bit more about specialise or generalise. Okay, let's let's drill it down, as they say. What do I mean by niching down? Let's take myself uh, as an example. I'm basically, I'm a, even though I class myself as a commercial photographer, I specialize in branding photography. So I work with businesses, promoting businesses. You know, we call it branding. It used to be lifestyle photography, lots of different words, but we'll go with branding. Now, that's a genre of photography, but I ev- narrow that down even further to working with coaches and motivational speakers. So I've narrowed that right down. Now, I've been doing that and running that, uh, doing that for about a couple of years. And the reason I do that is because it really helps with my marketing. It gives me a focus. Basically, if I want to look for my clients, I go on LinkedIn and I type in coaches, motivational speakers in my area, let's say Bristol, Bath or the Southwest, UK, wherever it's going to be. And then I get a list, a manageable list of people that I can target. So that helps, first of all, with the targeting of the customer. Niching down also helps with the way that my customer sees me. I put on my website, on my promotion material, that I specialize in working with coaches and motivational speakers. So imagine if you're um, a coach and you look at my my website and say, oh, Marcus, he specializes in that. You're going to feel in safe hands, I think. I think that's a really important one, Marcus, because lots of people stay generalist. And so they might be able to do the same photography you do. But there's a picture of a bride as their first picture. And as we just said, people are spending six seconds looking at that. And it just kind of mm. says, I'm good at photography and I can take pictures. And so the viewer looking at it goes, yeah, it's all right. 
while if they go to your website marcus and it's speaking just for them and you know their problems and you're talking about their problems and you know how you can help they're gonna go for you um and i this is something i think i don't know if you found this an issue that people don't want to make the jump though they feel it's scary because they feel if they go for that niche look at how many people they're missing out on because they think i can do everybody I can speak to everybody. Everybody's my potential customer. If I go for a small niche, that's only a tiny fraction of that. Why should I only go for that niche? Exactly, Sam. I think, and I do still do see it. I, I, I see many website photography websites where they're not niching down. They're being a generalist. And you're right. I think it's a could be. I would say a fear factor about oh, is enough people out out there for my market i think social media has really changed the ground really because we're in a, you, you've with social media you've opened up globally whereas before in the old days you know on print it would be like yellow pages or kind of directories and it'd be a much more local market so i think that's one of the reasons why niching down works so well these days yeah to some extent i mean presumably for photography though you you know, you need to be there. There is the online photography controlling people's phone a bit, but putting that aside because it's a very small market, you still need to be there, don't you, um, for the photography. But yeah, I think the niches are big. People don't realise how big they are and they don't realise how much it works using a niche. So that if you're a generalist and yeah, you're, you want to do some brand photography for somebody, or somebody wants brand photography, comes to your website and there's a picture of a bride and there's a picture of a dog, and it doesn't engage them. It doesn't speak to them. And it doesn't speak mm. to anybody because the bride then sees a picture of a dog next and thinks, well, this isn't for me either. So a general site, a general marketing generally doesn't speak to anyone. So nobody engages very much. So although you feel like you're speaking to everyone, you're really speaking to no one. While if your site and your marketing is really specific and really focused on a niche, people within that niche go, yeah, this guy is for me. This is the person who knows all about me, who knows my problems, who is speaking my language, who has worked with people like me. This is clearly the person to go to. So you suddenly go from being very general and really speaking to nobody and engaging no one to having a really tight group of followers who engage with what you do because you're speaking to them in their language about working with people like, with, like them. Perfectly put, Sam. And I love some of the things you're saying there about how, how it feels for the customer. I mean, yeah, you know, look, let's just say you're going to buy a car and are you going to, you want to buy a Perso? Are you going to go to a Perso garage, first of all, or are you going to go to a general garage? I would argue that you're going to go to the Perso garage and feel more, and feel more in, a, in a safe environment for your decision. Also, though, Sam, I would have to say as a counter argument to niching down for marketing, I think... It's a really good idea, when you're, especially when you're starting off, to be multi-skilled in photography, to be able to... When I started, I learned how to... I was photographing products. I was, um, you know, in, in a studio. I was doing location shooting. I was doing all different types of work uh, and learning all different skills. And I think that's given me a good arsenal of tools that I can draw on when I'm working with my clients. So I think when you're learning, it's very good to try lots of different things and seeing what works for you. The other yeah. thing I was thinking, Marcus, I'd really like your point of view on this is things in terms of things like equipment. So does niching make sense in terms of not just your photographic skills, but your photographic equipment? Can it work really well and that you can then afford to get the, 
the equipment you need to get the right photos for your niche. Now, I realize that some niches are fairly general in terms of what you need, but some maybe in terms of product photography or food photography might be much more specialist. Totally, totally. That's a really, really good point. Yeah, if you're going to be doing food photography, you're going to need different equipment to if you're going to be photographing weddings. You know, it's, I mean, I mean you know, there are similarities, but you're quite right. You, you can, by niching down, you can really get, make sure that you've got the right tools for the job. I don't just photograph branding. I, if someone comes to me and say, oh, and one of my clients, I'll be getting married, as happened last year, could you photograph our wedding? I'll do it. Um, if a company comes to me and say, oh, can you do some headshots for us? I'll do it. I just don't publicize it. I keep my marketing, my publicity niche down to working in branding photography. No, and I think that's a really important point. And it comes back to that fear factor when people think about niching and they think, think of all these people I'm cutting out. And I don't think you are. We've said you're talking to a specific group of people and they're really engaging much more than your site is general. But not only that, you will, you're right, get completely random inquiries, nothing to do with your marketing, and there's no reason to turn them down. You can still take those on, you can still do them, and you're right, you will with referrals and with, as you say, business, personal, you know, you might have done a branding shoot with somebody and then they want a family photo shoot. You can still move outside your niche, but your branding and all of your marketing is still really focused on that niche, even if actually sometimes you end up doing completely random stuff. Exactly, Sam. I've got a question for you, Sam, and it's regarding websites and SEO. I've noticed when I put in branding photography in my area that people come above me who I know aren't working in branding, but they have it mentioned in their website, but they're a wedding photographer or something like that, and they've got a lot of traffic coming to their website because of that. Does, is that, that, that going to help you, uh, having lots of people coming to your website for your SEO, even yes. though they're looking for something else? Yes, definitely. So one of the factors Google uses when deciding whether to send people on your website is how popular is your website. It's kind of you get you get stuck in a bit of a loop. If you've gone got many visitors, Google doesn't send many there. If you have got lots of visitors, Google sends more. So Google looks at how popular your website is and goes, ooh, lots of people are going to this website. It must be good. I'll keep sending lots of people there. Or conversely, it'll go, no one's going to this website. There's no point me sending anybody there because clearly nobody's really finding it interesting as nobody's going there. And yes, so you do have to put in some work to get out of that rut and get visitors to the website yourself. And if you stop me on that, we'll be yeah. here for another three hours. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah, I, I guess that's a, a bit of a catch-22. But I've got to say, it's um, niching down uh, for my marketing has really, really helped me. You know, lo and behold, you know, the majority of my customers from niching down to coaches and motivational speakers, my customers are motivational speakers and coaches. So yeah, it's proven to work. No, and also the other thing I think if you're thinking about content, and for some people that can be quite hard, you're thinking, what am I going to write a blog about? What am I going to do a social media post about? If you've got that niche, you suddenly know who you're talking to. You know what their problems are. You know what they're doing in their day-to-day -day life. You sometimes know even, you know, generally what their hobbies might be. You've suddenly got things to talk about. Well, if you're, again, talking to the general mass populace, you kind of, you know, you could say anything because they could be interested in all sorts of different things. But when you've got that niche, you know who you're talking to. Suddenly it's way easier to write a blog that's useful for them because you know what they want and you know what they do. It's way easier to put social media 
out posts out there that are relevant to them because you've got such a tight group of people and you've and you know a lot of them you connected a lot of them some of your customers so you know what questions they're asking you know what they're interested in yes yeah i, I totally agree with that i think i'm going to summarize on that by saying really niching down for marketing and generalizing for learning that sounds good to me. And yes, and I think the final thing is also be brave. The niching will not lose you customers, despite what you think. And Marcus, uh, do you now have some news for the day for us? Yes, I do. Prepare yourself for a little bit of bad news, I'm afraid. I mean, I do try and keep this positive, but God, it's quite difficult. So a little bit of bad news for today. And it's regarding um, a website called DP Review, which is one of the oldest, when I say oldest, it started in 1998, but one of the oldest uh, websites that specializes in photography. Um, and it's owned by Amazon, uh, and they've decided they're cutting back on staff. I think they're making, what did I read, about 10,000 redundancies around the world globally. And so they decided to cut back on this really esteemed font of knowledge that you wear. If you type in any query on photography, I bet a DP review will have an answer to it. So the demise of that, which is a real shame. Lots of people are going from Amazon, unfortunately. Well, thank you, Marcus. It's been really interesting speaking to you, um, getting your input onto, yeah, onto niching. And I think if there's a photographers there who haven't niched, I think they really, really need to look at it. They really need to be brave. But as you say, maybe initially do a bit of work here and there and explore and work out which niches are for you. Brilliant. Thanks, Sam. It's been a great show. Been really lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. Cheers, Marcus. See you next time. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at website for photographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week.